<clears throat> Welcome to the show, we're so glad you're here, now let's have some fun, yeah. We're back, we're again. back, again, it's almost like we do this on a regular basis, we just don't, we just keep coming back, it's just true, keep coming back, it's true, it's like chasing the, chasing the podcasting dragon, mm-hmm. yeah, gotta get that fix, man, mm-hmm. and we're thankful that you all came to get your fix, yes, ride the uh, wave, for this, episode 0007, mm-hmm. lucky number seven, mm-hmm. I hope. Mm. Lucky in that we don't have to do much work this episode. Yay. <laughs> um yes, no, it's a it's this is it's a very special episode of the Brian Trust. It's a first for us. It is. It is a first for us. We um we're sharing a bit that uh we participated in a collaboration with another podcast. It's no there's not an interview per se this week. Mm-mm. Uh we were fortunate enough to take part in a group discussion with a bunch of people not named Brian. Mm-hmm. Uh, from our friends over at the Simple Broken Mind podcast. Yeah. And we'll have a link to their show in the show notes, but you'll get to hear the episode that we are about to do. We're going to share that with you but uh, a little bit later on. But first, Brian, how's your week been? My week's been good. You know, living the dream, man. Yeah. Living the dream. Which dream is that? I just (laughs) (laughs) can't get out of it. Tiny midgets in your freezer. I don't know. <laughs> what your, I don't know what your dream is. It's the one where I'm walking in the park, and then all of a sudden, no, ninjas um, pop out. Midget ninjas. <laughs> yes, out of the trees. That's true. Uh, nah, yeah, it was the same thing every week. You know, working, uh, trying to make a living. You know, uh, seeing some cool stuff. Uh, I actually did get to see the movie Deadpool. Yeah, uh, that was great. Uh, and again, I I have to uh, I have to promote Century Theaters and their fantastic, just amazingly comfortable seats that they have now. Um, uh, and which uh, Century Theaters would this be? Okay, well, this is okay. So we when we were in Florida, when we were in Orlando, uh, there. Was, oh, I just meant the location you went to see Deadpool at. Oh, this was Dan- this was uh, uh, Danville, California. Hello. Okay. Uh, so Century Theaters Danville, shout mm-hmm. out, shout out, thank you. <laughs> oh, oh. Very nice, they're very nice. Uh, anyway, so we saw Deadpool, uh, and this was also a first for me. I saw it at nine thirty in the morning on a Sunday. No, yes, I did. Wow, that that was a first. And you know what? I'm rubbing off on you. I think because that's usually about the only time I'll go see Ooh. movies anymore. <laughs> And the movie theater, you lose all when you go in there. You lose all sense of like time and space and what what's it like outside. I walked in there and immediately it was like, you know what? I'm seeing a movie. I'm getting some popcorn. And I'm going to get myself an icy. I'm going to get myself a wild cherry icy and I'm going to get some Ooh. popcorn at nine thirty in the morning. By noon, I realized that was probably a bad idea because uh, I was feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> and your pastor's calling. We missed you in church. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm fine. Leave me alone. No. Um, yeah. But so to, that was. I had to so go to. Cool. I had to go to Deadpool Baptist today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was in a movie, sir. Um. Yeah. So. So that was pretty cool. Uh. And then you know, work. Works. Work. What are you gonna do? Um. Uh, Deadpool is gonna be a running theme today, folks. Because yeah, that's most of what our discussion was attempting to be about. With, yeah. We kept with having the folks to bring there, it back. and if you remember, that was. Uh, 
one of our one of our most interesting things from the last episode mm-hmm. as well, um, mm-hmm. and has been opening very very well. Sure been making has. lots of money. It's on. It's on. It's not there yet. It's certainly the highest grossing X Men movie ever made now. Uh, yeah. At this point, yeah. um, which is weird because there's like no X Men in it except for Colossus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, it's on track to it's still it's on track to be the highest rated R the highest R rated movie ever mm-hmm. as well. So yeah. hopefully it keeps it up, you know, because it yeah. looks yeah. And it is not yeah not for kids that movie. No, so don't make the mistake. Well, no, 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 mainly because of the language though, and and what? language. I I think it's mainly because of language because you know, but that's the thing. A lot of the darkest violence it's no different than some than you see on like The Walking Dead. True. With headshots and decapitations and stuff. And even some of the really darker stuff, they you you see they cut it. You never see it on camera. True. Like the True. really stuff that could be like super hideous. You never yeah. really see it on camera. So I yeah. think they could have easily. Truth is, with a couple of with a couple of judicious edits, they easily could have gotten a PG-13 if they really wanted sure. to. Sure. So we'll see. But say- that's great. That's great, though. No, I love the way they yeah. did it. It mm-hmm. was it's definitely a solid R. Um, which but is what they're going up, for. Which, but. So you would say what? A 13 and up? Maybe so, like you wouldn't bring your six or seven year old to the, go see this no. movie because it's a superhero mm-hmm. movie, right? Yeah, uh, no, I wouldn't. I would if 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 my kid was if I had a kid under thirteen who was familiar with Deadpool. First of all, I'd be questioning my life choices as a parent. Mm-hmm. I mean, just me, you know, whatever you decide to do. I might judge some other people, but that's you know that's my opinion. I probably wouldn't bring those kids to mm. to a movie like this again. Yeah. More language than anything else. Yeah, which is weird because you don't usually see that kind of you don't see the language in in the comic book that much either. Yeah, right. Um, they do use the word flick a lot, but no, mm. <laughs> I'm kidding. Because in the standard comic font, flick looks a lot like the f bomb. Oh, I see. So oh, right, because yes. the L and the I come up come suspiciously close together and look like they a giant sure capital U. Do. Yep. So yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was good. I I liked it as well. So mm-hmm. I went to see it opening weekend. No, no, I saw it last week. Yeah. Yeah. I waited. Yeah. I, I ended yeah. up waiting a week. Uh, but yeah. So cool. But I thought it was great. And uh, awesome. Yeah. And that was, uh, and then, you know, the week that, and of course, then the week started out with us recording with uh, Simple Broken Mind. That is true. And yes. uh, my good, they're my good pals from uh, uh, a couple of them live in Dallas and then one lives, lives in LA. Yeah, and uh, yeah. it was good to talk to them and and actually fun people. Do this it was it was good. Yeah, it was a good discussion. I really yeah. enjoyed it. So yeah. it I was, hope we do that again. I liked I liked not dominating the conversation for once. <laughs> <laughs> I know we gave you a break. <laughs> yeah, it was oh, it was such a relief. <sighs> um, not to well, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, no, cool, very yeah. cool. How about you? Yeah. What's up? How are you doing? Um, mostly the same. Just working uh, again. Still planning. Other other stuff. I've got you know. I've got the. I've got this other podcast in the works and yeah. um, that kind of thing. And I think we. I've set a tentative launch date for that. Mm-hmm. Soon, soon, soon. Win, man, win. We're all win. <laughs> in fact, actually, I can talk about it real quick. Are you I don't sure? remember if I actually talked. Yes. Don't tease us. No, I plan to because by the time this, when this episode is airing, it will the the launch date. I've said it's it's the beginning of April, so it'll only be oh. a few couple weeks off. So, um, so yeah, I will I will state this. Uh, we are launching a new podcast and becoming a one man network here. 
Wow. Uh, I've got a new show I'm developing. It's called The Randomist Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, know. it's an episode where I and a particular guest will discuss a random episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Ah. Yeah, it will be a bi-weekly show like this one. In fact, the, the releases will probably be alternating with this show. Nice. Uh, just so I don't kill myself trying to produce too much stuff at once on top yeah. of a full-time day job and yeah. all the other careers I'm trying to launch. Yeah. So, yeah, you can look for that. I believe the first episode will drop April 2nd. Ooh. It's not an April Fool's joke. My goal is to actually drop the first episode on I April know. 2nd. I was just thinking, um, wait a minute. You're not fooling anybody. You know, so that's um, so hopefully we'll have that launched. And I hope people will tune in. Uh, if you're a fan of Mystery Science Theater, great. If you're a fan and you want to be on the podcast, let me know yeah. by all means, by Twitter or Facebook on the, on our Facebook page, whatever, get in touch with me. Um, I'd love to, love to have people on. I yeah. mean, I have a lineup of, of people already that I want to Yay. have his guests on the show. Excellent. Um, part, partly this was inspired by a podcast called Random Trek, hmm. which is on the Incomparable Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, hosted by a guy named Scott McNulty, who does the same thing with all of the Star Trek series. Obviously, he's got a much deeper catalog than I do to go through. Sure, uh, totaling over over seven hundred episodes. Yeah, so but obviously you've got thirty years go of stuff you can go through. You got thirty years. Well, I've only got a couple hundred episodes though, because remember oh, the show I was see. only on the air for like ten years. All right. Yeah. So I see. But I might move into, but I mean, with the, some of the cast, they've been going on and doing other projects like Cinematic ah. Titanic and Rift Tracks. I may not do those right away. I may wait till we get through the, like the core show first mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then do those. And then as obviously as, as they add new episodes, we'll cover those as well. Right. Uh, but yeah, hopefully. So April 2nd, keep an eye out for that. When this podcast goes to air, we may have a website up in advance. Oh, I'm going to say, yes, we have a website up now. Uh huh. To tease the show. Wow. So I got to commit myself, got to get it done. So yes, we will have a website up by the time this episode, when you're listening to this episode out there, we will have, we have a website live. It's just randomist.com. That's nice. rando mst.com. Wow. Clever. Um, yeah, I thought so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I get a little too clever with my name sometimes. So, you know, I try to, you know, but that was available. So I'm like, yes. Yes. I'm going to take it. You know, economy of letters, a smaller, shorter domain name is easier to remember. Good traffic. Yes. Right. So, yes. Randomist.com is where that will be. The Randomist podcast coming April 2nd from some production company to be named later. Mm. (laughs) Probably. We'll we'll work on that. We'll work on that and get back to you. That's true. Yes. Uh, I should probably do something about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, that's that's where I've been. Excellent. So, tell you what. Maybe we should find out what is up with other Brian's out there. Let's do it. Yes. Brian's in the news. Shall I go first this time? Please. Okay. This story is about me. What? No, it's not actually about me. It's I I joke, but I was uh, like, we can do that? That'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be sort of about me. Apparently, I've been hired um, at the University of Michigan. Have you? uh, to become their defensive back coach. Oh, congratulations! Uh, well, I should. Well, he doesn't really look anything like me, but that's mm. uh, no um, Eagles. Uh, the assistant linebackers coach for the Philadelphia Eagles, whose name happens to be Brian Smith. Oh, uh-huh. uh, is any expected relation? any relation? Do you, um, do you think? Uh, no, 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 no. I don't think so. He's a reasonably handsome man. That's about as far as it goes. That's probably about uh, as much as you have in common with that guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure okay. he plays football better than I do too. So perhaps, <laughs> maybe, just a little uh, bit. Yeah, but he's expected to be hired as um, 
Michigan's next defensive backs coach. Huh. Apparently, um, one of their assistant coaches left last month mm. uh, to return to the NFL to uh, coach with the Cowboys. I see. And the and this guy apparently has a has a tie with the current Michigan defensive coordinator uh-huh. as well. So they've they've we've worked together in the past. So it seems like he might be a lock for the job. So right. good on him. Good on him. Good on good on me slash him. Good for job getting guys. getting this kick his kick ass job and yeah. Go Wolverines. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really follow football, but that's that's okay. So that's he right. likes. I, I assume he likes what he does. So. I guess awesome. so. Good. What do you awesome. got? Thank you, sir. Well, I have out of pitchfork.com. This news article comes to us from pitchfork.com. Okay. Brian Eno. Brian Eno hey. announces a new album. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's called The Ship. The Ship. S H I P. The Ship. Uh, and why is it called The Ship, Brian? Well, I don't know. <laughs> No. Uh, so uh, so the article uh, goes on to say that uh, Brian Eno has announced, and I'm reading this word for uh, the ship, uh, his first solo album since 2012's Lux. Uh, this thing comes out April 29th via Warp. You can check out the track list as well as the Eno-designed album art there. Um uh, it's pretty cool. Looks pretty good. Uh, it's going to be... Uh, oh, here we go. The ship will be accompanied by a series of installations where listeners will be able to hear an alternative telling of the ship in multi-channel, three-dimensional sound installations. Hmm. Hmm. Makes Very sense. Cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Brian, you know, he's on our list of potential guests. So. Gotta get him on there. That would be cool. So out there, if you're Brian Eno and you're listening to this, or you yeah. know Brian Eno and yes. want to hear him on this podcast, get his people in touch with right. us. Right. Maybe we can talk to him before April 29th. There's still time. Maybe. Who knows? You know. Maybe. It's Maybe. tricky. Tricky life. Mm-hmm. Tricky life. Mm-hmm. Um, I had read somewhere that this this record was actually Titanic-related. Was it? It was inspired. Yeah, I, I found another version of that article on Rolling Stone. Oh, here it is. Wait a minute. Yeah. I see in this, uh, actually, there's a statement that Brian Eno himself wrote about the album, and it says, regarding the Titanic, uh, okay, one of, one of the starting points was my fascination with the First World War, that extraordinary transcultural madness that arose out of a clash of hubris between empires. It followed immediately after the sinking of the Titanic, which to me is its analog. The Titanic was the unsinkable ship. That's why it's called the ship. It's about the Titanic. It was inspired by the Titanic. The apex of human technical power set to be man's greatest triumph over nature. Makes sense. And that was a direct quote. I'm not sure how to feel of the fact that that makes sense. But all right, cool. Yeah, anyway, there you go. So Brian Eno's The Ship. Mm-hmm. Coming soon to a record store near you. Yeah, needle gets dropped April 29th. Do they still have record store? Well, I guess they do now, but it's like ironic, like yeah. hipster hipster record stores. Maybe because yeah, I know okay. vi- vinyl's kind of made a comeback. Well, to some extent, because it's like it, a collector's yeah. thing. Because it, you know, a lot of people believe that it has a better sound than yeah than digital, which or yeah. a warmer sound, which is fine. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I seems like a lot of upkeep to me, but you know, that's. Right, remember? Remember the days of having vinyl? I oh mean, yeah, like yeah. Dust many, would, dust would many, many, many Spider-Man graphic novels on record. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> like like listening to a book on record, uh, that kind of thing. I know, huge I still nerd. Have, uh, 
so check this out. I was a big fan of Bloom County. I still, you know, Bloom County, the, the cartoon, the, the uh-huh. comics, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I was a big fan of that. And they, uh, um, there was a book that came out called Billy and the Boingers. And in the middle of this comic book. I remember know, they had like the weird, like record, like floppy record yeah, thing in the, in yeah. the book. Yeah. I, I actually that. still I have that. that. <laughs> wow. It, I remember it was, that because it was we like a plastic. You know, yeah. yeah, it was like a plastic it, thing you tore it out of the it middle. It was square. It was square. And, yeah, it was and it square, was there. But it had the hole in the middle so you could put yeah. it on the record player. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Billy and the Boingers. You know what? I actually found that on YouTube. We'll put it in the show notes. Okay. You can listen awesome. to the record Billy and the Boingers from Bloom County. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Billy and the Boingers. Oh. There's an extra. Not even necessary. Brian's in the news. We'll just try to get an extra little gift because we care about you, the listener. Because we're sharing comedy. That's right. We're in that Good. business. Just a couple of quick stories today, so that'll be worth it. Mm-hmm. All righty. Mm-hmm. So I think we should get into this fun. I think we should get into it. I think we should. This, this madness, as it were. Theoretically, we attempt to talk about Deadpool, which is kind of the running theme, like I said, this episode. You know, uh, we it, attempted to kind of have a discussion about Deadpool, yeah, and we did for the most part. We did. How many tangents? So I lost track. We're gonna have a, oh, have to have a tangent count. So I think we will have a tangent count in the. Uh, show I think notes. it basically. I think it went beyond tangent into like fractal. Oh, sure did. Um, I think it really like kaleidoscoped into some weird performance art piece by the end. Yeah, it was like. But, uh, <laughs> We were like seven degrees out sometimes, and it's oh, like, man. come on, yeah, bring it, it back. Crazy. Crazy. Oh, yeah, Deadpool. Was... <laughs> yes, and 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 technical issues, and oh, we had a couple of those. Couple of those, and that's fine, you know. But it's it all happens. part. Of, it's all part of the podcasting experience. Absolutely. When you have um, five people in complete different locations, no, yes. not true, because uh, Kevin and Michael were in the same room, but you and I and Jenny. Uh, we were all in different locations. Although so they thought, had, appara- although they apparently thought I was also in San Francisco. Yeah, uh, so I did, and I did, and admittedly, I did not correct them. No <laughs> so technology. I just was like, yeah, I'm just gonna let it go. Yeah, let it uh, go. You're not so. in San Francisco, are you? No, I can't afford to live in San Francisco. Nobody kidding? can. What are you? I can barely afford to live here. What are you oh, kidding? Oh my goodness! If I could afford to live in San Francisco, I'd be living in L. I'd be. I'd still be in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, it was a lot of fun. I'm glad yes, that we did no, this with them. Yes, no, it was fun. And- oh, okay, go ahead, please. No, no, you go ahead. No, no, no. No, I, no, no. I, you want to? No. Yeah. Well, now I lost my train of thought. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I was going to... Now I lost my train. No, I didn't. So uh, uh, I, I just was going to say that it was uh, it was fun to do this, and we hope to do this with them again uh, very, very soon. And, but we want to share with our listener here the uh, the recording that we did with Simple Broken Mind. And I think it's going to... I think they'll enjoy it. It's fun. Good, they're yes. good. They're good folks. Fun, fun. So people. away we go with the guys from Dallas and the lady from California mm-hmm. talking Enjoy. about the marvel that is Deadpool. Mm-hmm. See what I did there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like how you right. did that. <laughs> yeah. Roll the thing. Countdown for blast off. X minus five, four, three, two. X minus one. Fire. Hey, it's the Simple Broken Mind podcast combined with the Brian Trust podcast. I'm your what? host, Kevin. <laughs> uh, I'm your co-host, Jenny. Uh, and uh, we have guest Michael Yabs. How's it going, people? And we have the Brian Trust. True. Yep. Uh, my name true. is Brian, and I have my co-host over here. My, and my name is also Brian. 
your door closing. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Wow. <laughs> Letting my dogs in. I thought you left. So I was like, that was fun. Yeah, I was like, uh, I, wow, we I just started. My, <laughs> and she's I raised gone. my hand. I thought that was my shoulder. <laughs> so you wanted to bring us together, Brian. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting uh, thing. I was just thinking about it. You know, you've got a podcast. We've got a podcast. We're pals. I was like, like let, why don't we do a collaboration? Why not? Which then is, now we might have three listeners at this point. Now. There, well, there you go. Oh, well, yeah. And you can have our one. Brian? Yes. <laughs> Beats me. Uh, you know, I usually, I'm used to the five people that I have that follow me, so. <laughs> so, so uh, I, I've been dreading this because I did, we had no subject to talk about, but apparently we've come up with one. We have. Mm-hmm. What, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about Deadpool the movie today. Deadpool. Deadpool. Oh, okay. I'm not familiar with it. What? Uh, what? <laughs> you, sir, are the last person on this planet that would be unfamiliar with such a oh, film. Oh, fine. So, has everyone seen it at this point? Indeed. Yes. yes. Yeah, I I actually just got back from seeing it, and I like oh. I tried to see it last night, and I re- realized I hate going to the movies. Why? <laughs> So before we talk, I absolutely about the, hate it. Okay. So before we talk about go, going the movie itself, I want to know, Jenny, why is it so hard for you to see a movie in L.A.? There must be like you must throw a rock and hit five theaters. You could you could hang out with the movie yeah, stars no, like at their own movies. Tonight, How cool would that be? Out. Hello. That would be really cool, but just there's so many people, and there's so it's just it takes like too much planning now to go to hmm. and that bothers me all right you you broke up there oh i did what bothers you we missed that whole thing something bothers it's you the, oh. it's the industry there's sabotaging just, your response yeah they're like yeah. oh shut her up everybody has like, to love to go to the movies up. we don't want her to know <laughs> yeah don't share your feelings with anybody so why is it, <laughs> well why? like i already have like a panic attack disorder oh. and like movies are definitely like, going to the movies and being in a dark theater is like a trigger kind of oh. so i like oh. have to really want to see it to like try and fight that feeling oh. <laughs> but also just there's so that. many people there's so expensive like mm, just too true. many people i mean there's already too many people in los angeles <laughs> so this is you true. guys already pay what twenty dollars a ticket yeah yeah so mm. i accidentally saw this movie twice how do you accidentally yep. see twice? I asked, I asked the same question. There's <laughs> such a it's such a planning process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, nope. He like okay. fell into the theater. What is this? I was <laughs> drinking and just oh stumbled into another show. I yeah. Don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'll explain. Um, for the people listening to the Brian Trust, me, Mike Yabs, uh, are live in Dallas, and Puma's from Dallas, but currently living in LA. Um, mm-hmm. So I was in an, a swanky area of Dallas, uptown uh, Dallas, and it was Valentine's Day, and I was just walking around, uh, being creepy at the dog park, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I decided, okay, I'll go to the Magnolia, which is a swanky, fancy art house theater, and I'll go see Deadpool. So I saw it, enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. That was great. Then a mutual friend of me and Brian's and Pumas and Yabs, uh, Joel, just randomly texts a group of us, him, his girlfriend, Scott Gaskakowski, and Scott's girlfriend, and uh, says, hey, does everyone want to go see Deadpool? And I didn't have the heart to tell him I already saw it. 
Well, you could see it twice. You're such a good friend. You are a good I, friend. I, I saw it. And... I'm such a good friend. <laughs> was I being a good friend or was it? So it's a secret, it's a secret shameful second screening. Is that? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't tell them I saw it till way after the movie. was. You had to tap into your actor abilities, right? And you had to act surprised and laugh and pretend like you didn't know it was coming up. I out with Joel. So that's the oh, real yeah. <laughs> That was my secret motive. It was, oh, it was entirely for selfish reasons. Oh, I see. Yes. Oh, well. I think I would actually see it again. I, I'm a sucker for details. Yeah. And like backgrounds and stuff. And I, I there were a couple little things that I saw that I was like, oh, that made me insanely happy. <laughs> yeah. Reynolds' ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Not complaining. I'm really, I'm not complaining, but like, damn, like, he really wanted to show off his glutes <laughs> he wanted to show off everything like hey here's a sweater do i have to wear pants no <laughs> uh someone was um, in one of the sorry in one of the scenes like you could totally see like his entire package it was just like the silhouette of it well oh, someone he, yeah. was with us on the second scene did have some complaint about how she didn't see full frontal male nudity oh i see oh that's well it's well, R. I mean, it's you got to look for it. Yeah. <laughs> mm, it was there. What's her It was definitely there. It was like there. Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, just hanging out there. Nothing like a digital blue <laughs> in your face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. Nobody that wants. Was, nobody's got time for that. <laughs> so, that, what? that. Yeah, that was Deadpool, not Deadpool. Oh, I see. Oh, my God. So many pornos. Yeah. <laughs> So I take it everyone liked it? Yeah. What, Deadpool? Oh, yeah. 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 Definitely. Well, I reached the so, first. Uh, I saw it today, as a matter of fact. Uh, I reached the first. I saw it at 9.30 in the morning. That is the earliest I have ever been to a movie theater. Are people up at 9.30 in the morning? There were. Yeah, do people even go see movies? Yes. When we walked in the door. When we walked in the door, the uh, person taking the ticket, she's like, congratulations, you're the second group of people to come in today. And I was like, <laughs> what? wait, what? They said those people over there beat you by like thirty seconds. You would have been the first <laughs> to enter the theater today. I thought it was you're supposed to wake up like ten a.m. on a Sunday at the at the earliest. I know I broke the law today. You did. I did. Well, that's just my Take routine. I, I'm usually up early. I actually always try to make an effort to go early in the morning. Um, I'm not a huge fan of going to the theater either, in terms of a social, you know, because I'm not a huge social guy. But um, I find if I go at 9 a.m., there's like nobody in the theater. Oh, there was the nobody there. I go to see a theater. It's terrific. And, yeah, totally. Especially um, if you take the day off. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, and I did that for Star Wars. Uh, so yeah. I, did, I did go opening day, like 8 a.m. I saw an 8 a.m. screening after it had been running all night because I'm like, I'm not going to see a midnight show. <laughs> Screw that no. noise. Mm-mm. I'm going at 8 a.m. The theater was still pretty full, but it was all people were just like, yeah, all right. and they were all pretty mellow. And You guys dress up? Don't uh, ever I, ask I that don't question know. I don't ever know. again. I, nah, I, nah. I, yeah, that is a question. I didn't ask you when we were talking about our Star Wars adventures if you actually dressed up. Some people at my theater did. Some some people do. I think it, yeah. I think with all of the... The restrictions these days are like, well, you can't have the helmet on. You can't bring the lightsaber or blah, blah. You know, there's all these restrictions that the theater chains put on this stuff now because of security. No, Princess Leia, that, one muff. It does kind of suck the fun out of the experience of – I remember going to see Star Wars Episode Three, and I, that's the last, like, midnight screening I ever went to. Mm. And 
there was like a bunch of people dressed up and that was kind of cool. Um, to some extent, I think it's like, you, you, okay, that's, I could see dressing to go to, you know, cause going to the theater should be an occasion, but that's a little bit far. It's I a think. pain in so, the ass now. Well, yeah. And it's, <laughs> yeah, there's that, there, I mean, there's all the security restrictions. Plus that's an expensive hobby. I mean, to, mm-hmm. you know, to costume up for that stuff. It's like, I hope you do it for more than just a movie premiere. Right. So, uh, you know, wear it for jury duty or, you know, <laughs> just like out grocery shopping. Really live lemon in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Become wear, the character. Wear it grocery shopping. Um, march in in full stormtrooper outfit to the bank to make a withdrawal. Mm. Uh, you know, they might they might freak pride. a little bit about the blaster rifle, but, eh, you know, that's your choice. You'll get tased before you even open the door. So, yeah. All right. I, I got – let's just ask this since we're talking about these nerd-type films. Um, and one of the people who's been on the our podcast, Scott Gaskakowski, one, he's anti-anyone wearing a costume at any movie theater. Mm-hmm. He's the biggest party pooper. He hates Halloween. <laughs> yeah, he, he just, no, he loves he's Hall- such a party pooper. <laughs> and he also is anti-people applauding in a movie theater. I kind wow. of agree with him on that. Because, I don't like to applaud. Because when you applaud in the movie theater, the people you're congratulating are nowhere that, to hear your appreciation of it. That's true. That's yeah. Exactly. That that is true. But I think it. I think they, it. They get a little warm, fuzzy feeling. Yeah, every time it's it like happens. a collaborative. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, we all enjoyed it. This was awesome. Live yes. audience. It's you know. just. It's like the whitest thing you can do, though. It's such a white person move. It's just like applauding when the plane lands. I agree with <laughs> you on that. The plane. Land- <laughs> <laughs> we survived. Everyone's <laughs> clapping. I'm like, man, like, I what already hate crashed? flying enough. Like, I just sit no. next to you annoying people. <laughs> so so I was going to ask around. I'm kind of against wearing a costume at a movie showing. I mean, one thing if it's Rocky Horror, you know, special night type of thing, yeah, like yeah, midnight like, showing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just going to see Star Wars or Deadpool or whatever, I'm kind of against wearing a costume. Where does everyone else sit on this? I'm kind of with you on that. I mean, it's I'm not a nerd or a fanboy or anything, but I'm friends with people that do this. To me, it's like you're your five-year-old. I'm not going <laughs> to stand next to you when we, <laughs> we're getting popped. I think it's fun. Like I, I think it's a fun thing to do as an adult. But, but I love how I, I, you wore a Harry Potter costume at a movie showing, didn't you? Of course I did. Oh, <laughs> I, I, well, I'll say but I was I, all, yeah, I'm sorry, like 16. So it was more socially acceptable for yeah, me to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever actually been to a movie with a group where like people in the group dressed up. I, all the screenings I've been to where people dressed up, it's just other people there. And I've always been at the attitude. It's like, that's fine. If you want to do that, cool. Yeah. I don't think I would ever do it. Like I can't bring, I can barely bring myself to put anything on more than t-shirt and jeans to go to work. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, you know, even going to church, I didn't really want to put on anything nice when I was a kid. So I don't, I'm dressing up, which is weird as an actor, but <laughs> if I'm going to dress up, you're going to pay me. That's how I look. <laughs> uh, like I hate dress up. So I became an actor. <laughs> well, no, I don't hate it. It's, I'm, I'm, a, I'm not a small man, so it takes a lot of fabric and it takes a lot of time to build, to craft a costume, to fit a gentleman of extraordinary size. Uh, so I just feel like it's way too much effort to, to just go sit in front of a movie screen for two hours. Uh, especially when you're overpaying for the experience. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 
So I can so say I, uh, I have never dressed up for a movie. No. Would I? No. I don't know. I don't think so. It depends. If a bunch of people were doing it, meh. Like I was, we were going as a group, I, I might. But I have not. The opportunity has not come up. Yeah. Even, I think even I Rocky have, Horror, I've uh, never... If, never I, if, I had, if I had an appropriate graphic tee t-shirt to wear or something, that, that that's about as far as I would go. Oh, yeah. I, that's usually whoa, what whoa, I do. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't even wear an appropriate graphic tee. That is like wearing the band... To the concert, <laughs> I think I wore. I, I, okay, I'll, let, me, let me clarify. So, I think the closest I have come is I wore a NASA T-shirt to Apollo 13. There, I said it. <laughs> that's about as close as I came. Oh, uh, that's so funny! I'm wearing a NASA T-shirt right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> what else? are you? Are you watching The Martian on the side of this while we're doing? Yes, this? I am mm-hmm. actually. Well, there, there you go. See, she's just looking at our TV screen, saying. Matt Damon. Matt <laughs> Damon. <laughs> 90 souls. It's all Matt Damon says, too, apparently. Matt it Damon! Is. It is all Matt yeah. Damon says. I, I, I did wear a uh, a Captain America t-shirt to Captain America. Okay, so can, it sounds like we're all guilty of this. That, but yeah. I didn't dress up as, you know, in all regalia, I guess you could say. Uh, well, no, and I, I like I said, I don't really see the point of that. A t-shirt, I'm like, yeah, all right, you know, that's fine. It's Well, and as, as you talk about being the, wearing the t-shirt of the band, you're going to go say, well, it's like the band is not going to see you wearing the t-shirt. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you know? But no, other people do. Uh, and And I will not be judged by others. No. I will be the one doing the judging. <laughs> right. <laughs> At the dog park. Yeah, exactly. At the dog park. <laughs> Best in show. That was probably what the weird thing was. Here, come around it's again. The, there it is. The, one, two, three. We're like holding a stuffed dog and just petting it. <laughs> yeah. And watching all these, like a bond these other dogs. <laughs> Can Fifi play too? What? He's the chief judge of the West Texas Kennel Club dog show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, oh so, man, with a stuffed dog and yes. like a notebook, just taking mm. notes. Oh god, I'd be so creeped out if that happened. This thing just writes itself. This is amazing, <laughs> Mister Fuzzy Fingers. What yeah. do you think? <laughs> 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 uh, so, um, anyone have anything they want to talk specifically on Deadpool? Um, I want to uh, talk specific. I want to talk specifically about having popcorn and wild cherry Slurpee at 9.30 in the morning and how not a great idea that was. <laughs> really? Uh, by by the time noon came around, I was regretting that. I mean, it was great in the theater. I was like, this is great. Movie theaters, no, no time. This is fantastic. And then I get home I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> you're, such, you're such a morning movie noob. <laughs> I know. I've never done that before. But they were serving it, so I was like, well, why not? I'll do it. Hey, had like a domino bag of sugar in a drink. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I, it's a, it's about as a, a wise of a decision as oh it's one a.m. Let's get a pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're gonna regret that pizza the next morning. Oh, yeah. If Louis C.K. has taught if Louis C.K. has taught us anything, it's don't make the same decisions he has. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-mm. Just like 20 minutes after I have any kind of icy, I'm like, that was a bad choice. <laughs> like, and something has changed because when I was a kid, icy's tasted like fruit. It was like, this is cherry. Now it tastes like chemical. 
You know, that, I don't know fructose. what they're putting all in there. All that aspartame that they got in oh. high fructose corn syrup mm-hmm. and nothing but. I, and I, they I, dye it red with cricket blood. So, Delicious. So your guys are in San Francisco. Jenny, you're in LA. Is there is there farm to table ices that exist? I don't know. <laughs> it's just called artisan shaved ice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do they serve it at the water bars? Oh yes, they do. Mm-hmm. With your oxygen. <laughs> with with the oxygen, <laughs> and then. They've got adult ices mm. with a splash of gin in them. Oh, hello. Adult. Really uh, ignite the child inside you. Is this uh, from deep, is this like ices with deep Eddie's vodka flavored in them? I actually have had like an adult uh, icy, I guess, but it wasn't even in, in Los Angeles. It was in Denton, Texas, which is mm. weird. Oh, but it was, like a, it was like an acai blackberry vodka. Whoa. It was really good. <laughs> like, I've had a. It's an, healthy. Oh, have it. Yeah, yeah it's acai, right? So, are we going to be allowed to talk about spoilers of this movie? Well, or? yeah, we should put the appropriate spoiler horn. So, if anybody, it's their fault. I don't know they, if we actually have a topic appropriate spoiler horn for the for Deadpool. Uh, we'll find. Yeah, we'll find. I feel one. like it was pretty. <laughs> it was kind of predictable. I thought so too. I don't know. I don't oh yeah, no. Well, it's an it's an origin story, first yeah. of all. Anyway, so I mean, that boy, uh, Patrick Stewart joke came out of. Oh god, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the best joke in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Right? It's pretty funny. I really liked the humor in it. I felt it was like Ferris Bueller's Day Off and the movie Wanted kind yeah. of mashed together. Wait, you said you did not like the humor in it? No, I did. I really, yeah. okay. I did like it. I like, I like. Are you only saying because of Ferris Bueller because of the last scene in the whole movie? The no, man. he talks to the audience the like yeah. the whole yeah. time. That's the whole premise. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. Cool yeah. It, well, that's the whole conceit of the comic book, too. It's, um, yeah, as we all know, I mean, Deadpool always breaks the fourth wall and is talking to the audience. And it, I'm sorry, I put my comic nerd hat on for a minute. <laughs> That's fine. Wait, what kind of hat is it? Is it a Marvel hat? What kind of is it a costume appropriate hat? The the windmill on the propeller. It's actually it's actually it's not Marvel or DC, it's amalgam comics. Whoa. Oh I have no idea what this is. That flew over my head. Yeah, Yeah. California out nerdy. There were well, there were a couple of special limited series, um, like four issue runs that they did called Amalgam Comics, and it was actually the Marvel and DC universes combining mm-hmm. so that you had like, um, I'm trying to remember if it was Captain America and I'm trying to remember, other, but they marched like Batman and Wolverine and they did like yeah, basically. This other I remember that. Essentially. Sounds pretty there was cool. This one homeless guy who apparently was like the guardian of the, of the, of these realities, keeping them separate and things kind of go a little crazy. So it was, I remember hearing about, uh, I don't think I ever read anything. It was back, right, then, but I remember back, in, the, it was back in the late '90s. Mm. That they, I actually remember this back when the companies Someone were actually kind of getting about that. <laughs> it wasn't so hyper competitive and protective of IP and things um, mm-hmm. when they did that. They did it a couple of times, and it was really well done. And some of it was funny as all get out. Like they had Iron Lantern, said <laughs> Iron Man. Lantern was like a green suit of armor. Um, but he had the power ring as well, so I thought that was kind of cool. So it has that kind of feel to it. But anyway, I know I think I, I think I remember this because I did hang out at a, at a comic shop in the mid '90s. Yeah, like a place called Kaboom Comics. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of that's well, that's what you did in the mid '90s because like the internet really wasn't what it is now. And right, right, yeah. It, 
we all we all still had dial up. So it's like, yeah, while I'm waiting for this picture to download, that's going to take six hours. I'm going to go down to the comic book store and see what came in. Yes. Um, Look at but, all the magic nerds. I just realized I'm the youngest person on this <laughs> podcast at the moment. Because uh, Jenny, do you know what a I comic vague, shop is? I have vague. Yes, I do. Do you spell vague memories of dial up? <laughs> do you do Wait, what? Do you know what an arcade machine is, Puma? <laughs> mm, yeah, my friend actually has two of those in his house, but we were like, ooh, vintage. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. This piece yeah, is from the 1970s. It's... Yes. And right up here, this is where everyone used to put their quarters while they waited in line. It was the honor what? system at its <laughs> finest. It's like you see an Atari 2600 controller. Like, how can you play anything? It's got one button. It's like and the you, iPhone of controllers. Right, but then you put it in your hand, and you're like, ooh, this just feels yeah. right. What, you had to use your hands to play this game? <laughs> right. I, I just had to look with my eyes. Uh-huh. I mean, I just Indeed. don't stand up and wave my hands and then knows what I... No. <laughs> so, I want to... So, Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. he did a great job. I Natural feel like it role. was just yeah. Van yeah. Wilder with superpowers. Oh, yeah. To kind me, of almost. Yeah, to Definitely me was... Van Wilder. Like, and to I, me, coming out of it, I even, I even, I even posted online. Like that was kind of the role he was born to play. Oh, yeah. I think. Agreed. And the, I think it helped having the experience of the the aborted Deadpool that we will not speak of again in this episode, and then Green Lantern. I think kind oh. of helped set up that. Well, he he experienced failure. He experienced humiliation from but studio. But I think failure? it. it, it it created – I think it created – it made him better at it in the way um, other actors have kind of it, – it can it can be a good experience to fail at something like that. So you can yeah. come back, do something better. It adds to the experience. And so he's able to bring a lot more to his portrayal of Deadpool than I think he would have had they done it back in like – in like in the Wolverine movie. Like if he had – if he had, they had actually played it correctly – I think it wouldn't have been the same. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because it would have been too, because obviously they were still aiming for PG 13 because they want to get a wider audience. Right. Whereas they, these guys had nothing to lose. It's like, yeah. we're going hard R, screw it. You know? Yeah. yeah they, they, they pushed really the did. limit of R on this one. Well, the they funny really thing did. was, to, the, well, the funny thing to me is watching it, I was like, it, it's close. I mean, it's, I feel like they could have almost, with a couple of, like if they had toned down the the, the cursing, hmm. they actually probably yeah. Gotten, that was my favorite part. They actually could have gotten almost gotten away with the PG thirteen. I don't know. Well, the sex that, like, scene next was scene. definitely not PG thirteen. <laughs> but I've seen I've seen movies with just as much, almost just as much violence in it that that are that got get, that have gotten away with PG thirteen though. Mm. No, I think with a little I don't more. Think it was the violence. I, I think it was more of the nudity and the and the yeah, sex exactly. scene that That's what I mean. they did. I don't think, it didn't feel as much of an R rated movie as it might have like five or ten years ago to be like, <gasps> you know, it didn't feel that controversial. To be like, we're going for an R. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's yeah. with the way movies are these days. Um, no pun intended, right? Well, mm. the way, yeah, the way. <laughs> I call it <laughs> If you watch, like, even just watching, like, the Avengers, I think people are getting blown up and shot and all sorts of stuff, but it's still PG 13. Yeah. Yeah, the body count's got to be yeah. ridiculous. So I did want to bring this up. Oh. This is the thought that I had. Um, Deadpool's the most successful Fox comic book movie domestically so far 
And it's only yeah. been, at this point of our recording, it's been out for two weeks. How much has it made already? Like ah, over ridiculous. $260 million Jeez, really? In two weeks. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's by the biggest far, R-rated movie of all, opening of all time, too. Right. Is that right? Hmm. Yeah. So at this point, can more comic book movies, or could only certain ones, work as an R-rated film? Like, I could see... Suicide Squad work as an R-rated film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it probably I thought sh- that was rated R. No, it's PG thirteen. Yeah, no, oh, that's okay. that's the thing is it should be probably. I think I think James Gunn actually they the Hollywood Reporter posted something a couple days after Deadpool opened, and he he talked about that about the success of Deadpool, and he was like, hopefully because he feels like the studios are going to take the wrong lesson from this. Now every movie, every movie has to be like Deadpool. Mm. No, no, no. I think what they do. Well, no, I think think if we can find more original characters, create good stuff, like with people who care about the material rather than just a, like a sheer money grab. Yeah. I think you could actually open up a a smaller like subgenre of the superhero movie where it's a lower, a more modest budget with a smaller story kind of, you know, where you could still tell effective stories and, and grab that audience. Mm. I, I feel like a comedy type of uh, superhero movie does work for rated R, but I yeah. really don't, I can't really see like civil war, for example, being a rated R film. Mm. I can't see any dramatic, serious X-Men storyline. No, working I, as a rated R. X-Men would never be rated R. I mean, they all all comic book movies have this like level of quirkiness to it, I think. Mm-hmm. But this one was definitely taken to a different level of quirky. But it also made fun of the superhero thing. Yeah. It was, very, yeah. It was, it was also thing. making fun of itself. It, it made a- fun of the whole movie-making process. Yeah. Right from the opening yeah. credits when we saw like you know overpaid yeah those here. opening credits oh my god genius. I was like what is this yeah produced that by a cred- bunch of asshats so yeah. <laughs> you know asshat producers yeah asshat producers <laughs> that was so and that, and that speaks hilarious. to like the meta that, that speaks to the entire kind of meta critical nature of Deadpool yeah because um, even in the comic books like he knows he's in a comic book so he will make fun of the comic book all the time. Mm-hmm. And so that it, that kind of it enhances the movie going experience to think like, well, maybe he go in there and like sabotage the guy. I would have been I thought it would have been funnier if they had had the actual names and then crossed out and like written in crown <laughs> right. or something like Deadpool style. Yeah. You know, I think that would have been really funny, too. Like they did in the so ending hard. credits. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah. Oh, that yeah. was funny. Yeah, I thought that, that was pretty been, cute. It was very clever and and funny and very fitting for the character. And I think yes. it would have been. At least for the opening credits, like fans of the comic book, they're like, okay, yeah, now I know we're, we're, what we're getting here. You know, we're yeah. getting into something that's at least faithful. I think they, like, they sought over like graphic designers and animators who were Deadpool fans. Yeah. Like, oh, I, think yeah. That ha- I feel like that had to be a job requirement to actually work on the film. Well, I think the opening and closing credits were pretty much done by Blur Studio, which is run by Tim Miller, who directed the movie. So, I mean, he. Oh, okay. Yeah. These guys are, they were the major, well, they were the major VFX firm for the movie, Mm. you know, favorites, but it's, which is fine, but that's what, but he still runs that studio on top of it. So it was like, he could maintain that kind of control, um, to, to really make it look the way he wanted it to look. So yeah, Yeah, good on him. Yeah. And that's his first, that's his first movie. 
Are you serious? That's his first? This is his first film? This is his feature debut as a director, yeah. That's an amazing job. I would that, say so. That is He's going to start kudos. getting some more work. Mm-hmm. I hope yes, so. Yes, he is. That's, um, yep. I mean, at least Deadpool 2. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I would hope. Yeah. Are they coming uh, out with another Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, yeah, they're, they're going to come out. Next, with, it's coming out, like, next year, I think? They're okay. already filming at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It's 2017. I know they feel like like him and Deadpool would be like friends, kind of of thing. Like they just—I just got that kind of vibe. Deadpool and Drax in a scene together—that would be hilarious. Mm. Too bad it will never happen. I know, I know, but man, who's the the bigger lovable? (laughs) (laughs) Well, just the idea of, of Deadpool being just so in his own kind of weird universe, and Drax being so literal. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think he would understand half of what Deadpool. Is It'd saying. be like the odd like, couple of superheroes. Yeah, it kind of yeah. Yeah, I, I see it like as a as a buddy road trip movie. Yeah, uh, kind of <laughs> like kind of like Game of Thrones with uh, t- uh, Tyrion and uh, um, whoever. Uh, uh, <laughs> lost it. Lost oh. it. Bring it back, I, man! I, Come on. So. Uh, whoever Khaleesi's. Right yeah. in the guy she banned. I, I, that would be Sir Jorah Mormont. Yeah, Sir oh. Jorah. Like I want to see that road trip movie. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a good that was a good time for sure. Until, I mean, until he got infected with that weird wasting stone hand disease, whatever that is. But yeah, you know, good times. Oh, it happens. So, oh. so I kind of wish, and I know a lot of fan people wish that they would finally combine Marvel Universe with X Men Universe, since it is part of the Marvel Comics series, but I don't see that ever happening because Fox has been so successful. And Marvel's and, owned by Disney, right? Right, Marvel's mm-hmm. owned yeah. by Disney. Okay. So Disney yeah. hates it when Marvel movies are successful for Fox mm-hmm. because it's less likely they'll ever get that property back. Okay. Yeah. Well, and and that's I think they they lucked into getting Spider-Man back, sort of, in a partnership with Sony. Mainly because the Amazing Spider-Man, the last Amazing Spider-Man movie, didn't do that great. Oh God! Yeah, the last. <laughs> so I mean, I don't even remember. I didn't half see it. Of it. it. I know I saw it, but I don't. Re- I just. It was there were awesome. a lot of elements of it that worked really well. I think there were just too many that didn't, and it just felt yeah. like after after rebooting it so quickly after the last time. <laughs> yeah. Like so now they're going to reboot it again, but oh, with God. an actual like high school age guy, you know, like twenty one year old. Yeah. young guy to play Spider-Man. And so they're putting him like, he's got a cameo in civil war and he's going to have his own movie. I think it's coming out in 2017, late 2017, I think is what there was, what Sony's pushing for. I think. Yeah. Well, like he's a sugar substitute. Uh, I think it's blend Spider- blended yeah. Spider-Man. <laughs> blend it's not amazing. It's I'm, I'm waiting yeah. for Stevia Spider-Man. <laughs> no, I think it, I, <laughs> Fantastic Spider! No, or spectacular. Could be the Jewish Spider. Spider- I don't know. Peterman. 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 Spiderman. Oh, the Spiderman! I hate the Spidermans. <laughs> oh, I just may overcook the shepherd's pie again. No more lapkas. Like leaves the webs everywhere. It just gets sticky. It's ridiculous to clean up. Oi! Ah. So Kevin, so, you saw it twice, though. Yeah, because well, one I saw it on my own because I didn't yeah. think I would get you know yeah. I, get the I, opportunity to see it twice. No, I, yeah, <laughs> I didn't think Joel would, Joel was in New York. I didn't yeah. think he would 
I figured if he was gonna go see it, him and his girlfriend would just see it by themselves. Yeah, type of thing. So I didn't because every time he spoke to me about this movie, I almost had no interest of seeing this movie because I was almost tired of the Deadpool character because it was so shoved in my face from video games and um, other comic books, and you know I was almost tired of the whole meta thing. It's the marketing, man. right? Yeah. And. I didn't expect the movie to be as good as it was. I think it lived up to its hype. I, I think so too. I, I couldn't. Believe. I think it did. And I love Ryan Reynolds. Like it was. It's like to go back to your point. It was Van Wilder. Yeah. It, it was Van Wilder. Do you have a man crush on him? Uh, Ryan Reynolds? No, mine's uh, Matt Damon. So when I saw Born, <laughs> when I saw that trailer for that's Born, funny. Your Facebook set page uh, said Christopher Walken was your man crush. No, he's my dad, my white father. Oh, uh, you're right. yeah. I have two white fathers, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. And Christopher Walken. I see. <laughs> oh God! That's a lot I can't of stuttering. Ma- I just both had your, a vision of them in a room just together. Like yeah. Stutter. Yeah. I just <laughs> had like a but a uh, um 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 like uh, 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 and a lot hi, of uh, hi hello uh, hi hello. <laughs> oh God. Mike, do you want do you want to do this as you're the one with the Christopher Walken impersonation oh, uh, in your stand up? Give me the watch. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Why don't you buy a Kiera Sorrento? <laughs> I challenge you now. Do it. Do it as do an impersonation of Jeff Goldblum impersonating Christopher Walken. Oh, whoa! Oh. Get, do that. Focus. <laughs> we'll give you time. Exploded. <laughs> yeah. I cannot do a Jeff Goldblum impersonation. You can do Macho Man Randy Savage, though, right? Do it. Well, yeah. I, I, <laughs> See, I you could have done that. I wouldn't have known. Can you talk about how the cream rises to the top? Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. A cup of coffee, Mean Gene. Oh, Mean Gene, he doesn't know. Oh, yeah. Now, now, wait, wait, wait. There. Do Rando Macho Man I thought, Randy wait, Savage I thought as the Kool Aid Man. Wait, that's, that's not Jeff Goldblum? No, that's not Jeff Goldblum. We gotta find the dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Throw some walking in there now. Too. Must go faster. <laughs> Don't put the watch up his ass, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh man, I really Back wish my friend was here. Yeah. He does it pretty it. wicked. And yeah, uh, you just. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get some Will Smith in there. Yeah, I think the real, the real key to a to a Macho Man impersonation is to just Blair really pucker it up and just be constipated in every syllable. <laughs> I try I to pop out every vein in your head. Does an impression of him yeah. all the time, and I swear he like his veins pop out whenever that's he does like, it. That's the he does like, it my so head is often. Right you have to be like on the verge of an aneurysm. While you... I thought the key to a Macho Man impersonation was cocaine. Yeah, <laughs> no, he talks too it's slow. It's part of it. Straining against constipation is really yeah. right. Yeah. You gotta like push it out! You clench your butt cheeks, you stick out the veins <laughs> in your neck, and you're just like, oh yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Go at it. Right. And touch your forehead you a lot. Is your girlfriends uh, in oh. your intimate moments, Mike? I, uh, jury's still out on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh. So anyway, <laughs> so Deadpool. So Deadpool. <laughs> Deadpool. <laughs> Deadpool. Clutching to Deadpool. Let's go. Let's uh, segue. Great, great segue, guys. Great segue. <laughs> so, um, Colossus, hilarious. Oh my god, so good. It was a Russian well, goody two shoe dude. Yeah, it was, it was just like very... a, a giant metal dad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, just a dad. I love which, the, which explains uh, the Deadpool girl. grabbing his crotch and going, "Dad." Yeah. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> it's like. 
is like, you need protein bar. Yeah. Good yeah. bones. Yeah. And then he tries to give him like a like a, a message of being a hero at the end. Right. Yeah. yeah. And he just like, he just wouldn't stop talking. <laughs> it's the four or five moments. Him and he's like, whoa. He's yeah. like vomits. <laughs> yeah. I love the scene when uh, he's fighting, what's her name? In her, Gina. Oh, and her boob came Toronto, out. Yeah. Boob just popped out. Yeah. He's like, Oh, oh. I love how stopped. she switched. She, she switched to this like super nice girl so quickly. That was so yeah. perfect. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. I was surprised yeah. that they didn't actually show it because like of that I, sex I'm scene. I'm, I know it was I only like a five second sex scene. But, but that, I thought they were really clever with that. I mean, they were still, and this is part of like they were, they were going for a hard R, but they were very good about, not going too far with with the nudity or the violence, like when he yep. when he corners Agent Smith and he's like, "You're gonna want to look away for this." <laughs> you know? Yeah, pan mm-hmm. the camera well, the, like that was awesome yeah. because we there should- was a, I think I counted like four decapitations. Right? How yeah. many? How many motorcycle of- helmets were like? Flying around, still filled. When Deadpool got stabbed in the head, that that was. Oh my gosh! (laughs) That was so perfect. This movie, the most unrealistic moment of this entire film. Okay. Who calls a taxi cab anymore? Right, (laughs) Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) (laughs) Who orders a cab? I find every feet is Lyft or Uber. Or I thought it was really funny that that I've I've actually met that the Indian guy. I've met him at a comedy show before, and he does not sound like that at all. Mm-hmm. He has no, a very, well, he, very mm-hmm. white guy voice, and I just yeah, think it's he had weird to throw that in the stereotype. Indian dudes, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, they have was, to do the stereotype. And Aziz Ansari actually mentions that in his in his show, Masters of None. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, he's yeah. like, why why can't I just play a, like a normal dude? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that guy, the guy uh, Bopinder who plays the, the the taxi driver, he was in Other Space. Mm. Yeah, uh, Paul Feig's Other Space as like the captain with his normal with his natural accent. Yeah, and just very nerdy kind of, and that's why I was very, like, that's what, so I was surprised. Like the accent, I'm like, wow, he really threw it on thick for this, didn't he? <laughs> so, yeah. well, it's you know Hollywood. I, I think it's yeah. very much like from Masters of None, where they said, oh, you're going to be a cab driver, and oh, we need you to be so stereotypical Indian. We need you to be almost racist. But if you've yeah. ever watched, uh, what's his name that plays Kuthra Pali in Big Bang? Theory? Right, he doesn't have yeah, an accent. <laughs> oh no, not at all. It, it's it, it's just like you know. It's kind of cool. Is he I saw dating that Conan. redhead girl? In the- no, he's married to uh, Miss India. Oh, okay. I remember oh. I watched a Conan interview, and he was like, Damn. "This is my wife." And then, <laughs> oh yeah, like, you're the biggest nerd, and you married Miss India. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, like, in India, I I mean, that's <laughs> she was gorgeous. Yeah, <laughs> that should give everybody Sunny. hope. I would think. <laughs> like, look at that! All those ugly sweaters he wears, <laughs> right? Oh. And his floods. <laughs> <laughs> So, what else does anyone want to talk about of this, uh, of this, uh, this picture? Uh, in the scene with the the whole scene where he's just uh, fighting the guys, he uses the one bullet to kill everybody. Oh man, that was the greatest. Uh, that was that, that was really Vancouver. cool. They filmed this movie. They filmed most movies in Vancouver. Right. Cousin- I was actually wondering what highway that was. Yeah, my my cousins live out in Vancouver, and they were texting me when this movie was being made because they're huge Ryan Reynolds fans. He's a hometown hero there, uh-huh. and they said yeah. traffic was stopped for three hours. Wow. That's- and they were like, "I want. I'm going to be late for work. What's going on?" Oh, Oh, Ryan Reynolds is filming a movie. Worth it. Totally worth it. <laughs> Three hours does not sound that bad. I know. I <laughs> like, like, oh, they God. shut down highways in Los Angeles for days. <laughs> yeah. All on its own. <laughs>
like literal days. The and highway. They don't really warn you. No. And then yeah, just all on its own. All on its own. The freeways like, in California just shut down for no reason. Like the four hundred five. They do. Down, uh, I think it was like. So who uh, who has traffic worse? Well, the four hundred five. The four hundred five shuts Dude, down if somebody if somebody sneezes out the window. That's so, right. I mean, yeah. Uh, like oh, I put I like flicked my cigarette out the window, and everyone's freaking the. F- Shut out. Out. <laughs> well, littering. Come on. Wildfires. I did actually. A guy actually did that to me one time. I I was just like smoking in my car, and he was like, "The road's not an ashtray," and it was like the steadiest kind of traffic to where I just was like shocked oh. that like he could actually like voice like I could hear him, and that we were like going that slow on the highway. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have to awkwardly sit next to you for 20 minutes. Right, now. there's nowhere to yep. go, and you're I'm like, I'm still oh. gonna keep smoking. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I saw a guy uh, brush his teeth and spit it out the window one morning. Oh yeah, there's always those guys. There's always that. Yeah. I will tell you what I see, and sometimes people caught. reading their iPads. Uh, some guys yeah. 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 No, it's usually that. 1 a.m. Okay. the night, and okay. there's there's two of them, and I'll just leave that to everyone's imagination. Oh, okay, mm. so that's going. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about the strip joint. No. <laughs> uh, can you believe Stan Lee was the club DJ? He was that having was, a great time, let's just say. <laughs> that was the skeeviest freaking cameo I think he's done yet at, mm-hmm. after Guardians of the Galaxy. All that was needed was the blue pills. He just needed. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> then it would have been rated R. Definitely rated up. Curious to see if they work him into Civil War. It sounds like he may be he may be dialing back because it, it looks like he may not be doing any more cons. And mm. How he's, old? Dial, he's 93. Wow. Oh wow. Really? We. <laughs> he looks good for 93. I would say he so. does. Uh. I think he was going to uh, he, it was online sometime this week. He was going to like the Toronto Comic Con or something this week. And he said, it's probably going to be my last cons. I want to make sure it's a really fun one. Whoa. So uh, I guess we'll come to the end of Deadpool, the yeah. uh, Ferris Bueller bit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Loved it. Now, now, Puma, you said this movie was predictable. Were you predicting that? Uh, no, not really. Just mainly like the the whole like the girl and like, of course, he's going to win and kill the dude. Like that was kind of a given. Oh, and everyone knew he was going to shoot. uh Francis in the head. Right. And I knew that he wasn't able to fix him. Like, he's no. like, you need to fix me. And I'm like, I don't think you're going to be able to yeah, fix yeah, that. You got to be nicer to that know. dude if you want him to fix you. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. I wouldn't fix you. Yeah. And, and then I was actually thinking about like, okay, so he's got him. And how is he going to make him fix him? If right. This dude is clearly evil. Right. And he could easily just him up more. <laughs> yeah, like, say, you already don't right. trust him. So, right. Like, exactly. It, There's a flaw in your plan. Yeah. Was that was the bad guy? He was, he played the transporter in the new transporter, right? I don't watch any of the transporters. No. Yes. I I yes, he did. The trailer. Because I was yes, like, he that's did. not Statham. That's some yeah. young hotshot that they're trying to make. I've, I've never yes, watched he was any very pretty. trailer. All the men in this were very pretty. Pretty men? Very, very pretty. Uh, it was very, uh, <laughs> they appealed to the ladies quite well. Did you get the <laughs> With the physique of all the men in this movie. <laughs> Puma, did you get the vapors while watching this movie? Yes. <laughs> I liked his bartender friend. He was funny. Oh, TJ. God, that guy. TJ, yeah. yeah, he's so cute. <laughs> okay, he's just a cute too. guy. I just, you know, he's super adorable. I, I watched him in a, oh, God, what's that TV show he's in? Silicon Valley. Yeah. 
Yes, I watched yeah. him in that a little bit, and like he's he like plays a nicer version of every character he's ever played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in Deadpool. Who, yeah, T.J. Miller's not someone who has range. No, <laughs> well, he's he started out as a stand-up comic, right? And, but there's there's stand-ups that yeah, get yeah. range, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's playing his niche right now, and that's where he makes his money. And maybe eventually he'll get something to grow out of that. But yeah. you know. the Super Bowl ad too. It's like the it's oh like, yeah. Like the the Indian guy from uh, Portlandia and mm-hmm. Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. he always plays as the same mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, yeah. So typecasted. Yeah, Hannibal mm-hmm. Hannibal Burgess doesn't have a whole lot of range of of acting choices. Just emotions. I, uh, <laughs> I I would I would point out though, of course, for them, yeah, they're being typecast, but the operative word is cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So they're they're That's making right. money and they're getting work. That's right. Good on them for that. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whatever puts the food on the table. But what about back. the art, Brian? What about the art? I love the Whatever. art, but the art doesn't pay the money. The art, I was unfortunately, doesn't say, pay like, the bills. If I were an actor, so. I wouldn't really doesn't care. Doesn't make monthly <laughs> car payments. So. And if I cared about the art, I wouldn't be in Hollywood. So, <laughs> mm. so I guess overall, a good movie. Yes. I would say mm-hmm. not very good. not for kids. I actually have a friend of mine that made the mistake of bringing her children because <laughs> oh, she didn't see any of the previews, and they said superhero movie and. Well, up oh. until this point, superhero <laughs> movies were pretty safe. And ooh, yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pretty safe. Did you see Man of Steel? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't think anyone could see it because it was just so dark with that Zack Snyder directing. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I don't think a bunch of people saw it and then they got crushed by collapsing buildings. <laughs> <laughs> you know, superhero movies have always been safe. Haven't anyone seen The Watchmen? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blue, I feel yeah. Like definitely not going to see like some little kids dressed up as Deadpool this Halloween no. kind of thing. Like right. I, no. That's it's definitely not that but kind of superhero and movie. But it's not geared towards kids, but mm-hmm. I'm sure there's going to be some kid. <laughs> In Target mm-hmm. yeah. with it, yep. but do, just for like the fanboy dads. Yeah, but do you see Ryan Reynolds going trick or treating with little kids? Yeah. Oh hell yeah! As dead, but he, he kept nice the guy. suit. He said he's even said he, he kept, kept it. Yeah, he walked off set with it <laughs> because it was form fitting. They had to readjust it because he they, they said he bulked up to the point where they're like, "You're just too muscular." He's like, "I'll keep the suit." <laughs> yeah. Well, it's and it's one of those things. That, well, now he gets to do stuff like uh, appear in random PSAs for stuff like <laughs> National Australia Day. <laughs> yeah. um, did you guys hear the audio of him the responding to the Saturday Night Live petition? Yeah. Uh, yes. It posted, no. it, it posted uh, yesterday. I think it was basically him spoofing on Kanye. It was like this recording, like he called, supposedly called Lauren Michaels or something, and just just this curse laden. Like I would never, you know, SNL turned me down. I'm way cooler than that, and blah blah blah. It was, <laughs> it was funny as all get out. But I, it, the, the petition was specifically for Deadpool, not Ryan Reynolds. So Saturday Night Live, uh, like, yeah, I think that's a horrible idea to have Deadpool. Yes, host Saturday Night Live because oh yeah, the, they mentioned the only other person that hosted Saturday Night Live in a character. Paul Rubin for Pee Wee Herman, yeah, and man. I remember that being a <laughs> show. Oh no! Yeah, they should have. Yeah, Paul Rubin. Had, Paul, if Paul Rubin had just done it himself, it probably would have been fantastic because he's a really good character actor. Yeah, 
Um, but that's the only thing anybody really knows him for is Pee Wee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or the movie theater incident. Or from- <laughs> yep. Well, I was going to say that and like masturbation in public. Well, we or- all forget his role in the Blues Brothers as the waiter, right? Wasn't he? Uh, oh, you're right. That? Or what was the movie with Mystery Men? With Ben Stiller? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. A, that's a yeah. movie that's that I always forget. That's movie. a great movie. The bowling yeah. ball was amazing. I I, yes. I, uh, I continue to have this conversation with this girl. Yeah. And we continue to say we're nemesis. 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 His superpower is farting. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, on that classy, yeah, classy comment. Shall we? Shall we? <laughs> shall we end the podcast? Sure. <laughs> if only as a public, if only as a public service and a mercy to all three of our listeners out there. Yes. <laughs> Did we get the guy in China back? Is all I'm hoping. <laughs> Win some, you lose some. I think that's his name, Wing Sung. Yeah, Win Sung. Wing Sung. Glad to have you back, listening. And his brother Lu Sung. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that wow. someone out there exists with that name. Oh. <laughs> Get him on the show. And been Superman. We need to create a Twitter page just just to capture all our Asian audience. Yes. People. Asian audience that listens to so we're gonna be We're going to be at racist stereotype names on Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Deadpool, thumbs up? Huge. Yes. Recommended? Yes. yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But not for children. Go uh, go without kids. Yeah, go see Deadpool. Don't go see this Batman Superman. I'd give it a giant thumb necklace of thumbs that he cut off. Is that necklace could also be made of Voltron rings? Yes. Yes. And it's and it's stashed with 160 kilos of cocaine right next uh, to the mm-hmm. for blindness. Good luck. Excellent. <laughs> oh God, that was so good. <laughs> Go find it. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I guess Brian, do you want to do you want to do your goodbye first? Sure. Well, or thanks. Thank you for this. I hope we can do this again in the future. This was a lot of fun. This, yeah, this is good. Likewise, yes, very fun. This is this has been fun. Uh, this has been the Simple Broken Mind Brian Trust Podcast. Thank you for listening. Brian, uh, this has been Kevin. And Yabs. And Jenny. And from the Brian Trust, this is Brian Selke. And this is Brian Not Selke. <laughs> <laughs> the anti Selke. Yeah. You, have a good- you sound like a super evil villain on my right. end because you've got this <laughs> echo going on. <laughs> 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 oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> good times, you guys. Welcome back. That was cool. True believers, welcome yeah. back. Yes. To the back half of the podcast. Yeah. Yes. Thank no, you. that was that was that was fun. I did enjoy it. It's it's weird to me. It's the first time being like a guest on somebody's podcast for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was that was an odd experience. Uh it was, it was it joy- no, yeah. I I enjoyed our conversation. And they're just funny. Those guys are just, you know, um, we go to South by Southwest every year, and uh, 
sometimes they'll show up because they're they're in Texas uh, sure. and for from where they are in Dallas to actually get to Austin is quite a drive. And so right. we we're always honored by their presence when they when they show up. It's just a party. We That's have, not far off, is it? It's a couple hour drive. No, I, I mean South by is, is Oh, South, oh, South by. Oh yeah, South by is coming up uh, second week of March for us. Oh, so when this episode is airing, you're going to be in Austin, presumably. I'll be in Austin. I'll be, I'll be keeping it weird. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> well, then we, I, may anyway. not, we may not have as much time to edit as we thought. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring my... See, that's, I, see, that's I have what they call a laptop. What is this What is this laptop? What is this, what is this magic thing you talk about? <laughs> What is this? What is this magic metal folder you carry with you everywhere that has mm. data galore on it? Yes. Are you a, are you a witch or something? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, th- so we we actually there was one. There, so we have a mutual friend that actually wasn't part of that podcast, but he does join right. it every once in a while. Uh, his name is Joel. Uh, hi, Joel. He's a great guy. He is uh, just a super super guy. Um, great, good friend, and um, we met. Kevin and we met Michael through Joel. Uh, Jenny, I have not met in person, so that was nice to talk to her and meet her. We've been we've been corresponding back and forth on instant message oh, cool. um, about the show and stuff, and so it was really cool to actually talk to her. And she, they're they're all fun. They're just all I love. I love those guys. They're just fun, fun, right fun, 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 fun. So I I I would love to do this again with them. I think cool. It was just, and right I had on. a great time. I was looking forward to it, and it was not disappointed. It was not disappointed. It was so fun. Yay. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. That so was that on. was definitely yeah, that was definitely an interesting thing. However, yeah. it's yes. not the most, the most interesting thing of the week. No, it's not. Well, it could have <laughs> been. It might have been. We'll see. Let's see what our <laughs> let's see what our what let's our see things what we've are. got. What let's is see it? what we've got. You, let's let our listener make the decision yeah. here. What's and the what mo- is what? it? It's the most interesting thing of the week. Do you want to go first this time or should I? I'll go first. Why not? Okay. Okay. So out of the University of Southampton, sir. Oh, quite mm. fancy. Yeah, very fancy. Out of the UK. We have smart people. And uh, <laughs> and <laughs> and we have Well, so, I hope so. They went to university. They should, and this was well, right there on campus, you say. Um so what, so what, what, what we have was that? I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I listen to me, Bond. You look out to I don't know what I'm doing there. Anyway, so listen. So University of Southampton, th- there's this thing called the Eternal 5D Data Storage, which could record the history of humankind. So this is on uh, southampton.ac.uk, their news. And this was in February. This was this month, 2016. And uh, straight from their website, scientists at the University of Southampton have made a major step forward in the development of digital data storage that is capable of surviving for billions of years. Uh, what they use is this stuff called nanostructured glass. Okay. And uh, uh, and it's out of their optoelectronics research center or the ORC. Uh, these guys have developed the recording and retrieval process of five dimensional digital data by femtosecond laser writing, femtosecond laser writing. Okay. And basically what this means in a nutshell is this thing can stand up to 1,000 Celsius. Uh, it'll last 13.8 billion years at 190 degrees Celsius. And it's capable on one tiny little dinky little disk, 360 terabytes. 
That's that that is going to certainly be put to good use holding a lot of copies of AOL software. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the streets will be littered with a thousand free hours of That's AOL. Crazy, but this but the picture on their website. You got to go to this thing. We'll put a link in the show notes. But you got to go to this thing. It's a it's a tiny little disc, tiny little disc. It's about the size of maybe a half dollar, maybe hmm. a, you know like a silver dollar. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, so, but it but it's clear. And it's got you can see it's got like presumably some type of etching presumably on there. it's not rewritable because you're etching with know. a laser. So I'm suspecting uh, it's 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 going to be read only. I don't. So know. it's good for archiving. It's good for archiving. It would definitely what I, be good for archiving data, which which is great. No, I think that's fantastic. The but the but the science. I mean, the article goes into great detail. About what, are, this. what are the? I wonder five dimensional. What are the five dimensions? You got length, width, breadth, duration, which is time. I still don't know what the fifth one is. Maybe it's a new thing. Uh, what are the, what are the five dimensions? Let me see if it's. I don't know. Here. There's really only three theoretically. Four. There's actually four technically, with time so being the fourth coined. dimension. This is coined yeah. as the Superman memory crystal. Wow. Right, like Superman the movie with the yeah, you know, funky. Yeah. yeah. I, I get that. Yeah, I get the concept. I mean, this is just amazing. Nanostructures created in fused quartz. The information encoding is realized in five dimensions. The size and orientation, in addition to the three-dimensional position of these nanostructures. So there you go. So size, position, and then the 3D position of the nanostructures. Size, position, is that like together or is it size, comma, position, comma? No, it's the size, orientation, and then three-dimensional position of these nanostructures is what it says. Well, I'm asking, is it size, comma, orientation, or is it size, orientation, no, and it's then si- this stuff? Uh, it says size and orientation. Size in, and orientation. Size and, and orientation okay. in addition to the three-dimensional position of these nanostructures. Wait a yeah. minute. That doesn't make any sense. Well, it's out of England. What are you going to do? That's Yeah, but there's like they're repeating two dimensions, so it's not really five-dimensional. And it's not really eternal either. If, it's only thir- we, if it I only lasts for 13.8 years. Well, you know, marketing. Right. Well, this no, it's well, the most forward. interesting Don't thing of the week has now become the most irritating thing because they this something this is, sounds like hocus pocus to me. It's a fantastic leap forward if it's true. This is crazy. Uh, I mean, you got to read this article. It's amazing. Did you find and that then, on the Huffington Post? Huh? Did you Did find I? that on the Huffington Post? No, no, no. The okay. Southampton AC.UK. I just wanted uh, to make sure. No, 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 <laughs> so not on the Huffington Post. No. But there is also a um, there's a video on this website. We'll put okay. it on. Uh, it's the fabrication process for 5D optical storage. And they I trust actually, it. yeah, no, I mean, that'd be kind of cool. Like I said, I think it's, no, it's a good thing, even if it's read only, because you want to write once and you want to store it forever, that'd be the way to do it. So that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Cool. It's amazing. Right. The Eternal uh, 5D, possibly misnamed drive, but yeah, awesome. Eternal 5D data storage. Wait, for the called. University of Wolverhampton. Wait, mm-hmm. no. Was it Southampton? South, Southampton. South, Sorry. Southampton. South from Southampton. Yes. My apologies to the University of Southampton. Oh, quite. Right, right. Um, cool. Anyway, so there you go. That was very interesting. I saw that and I was like, what? That was interesting. Yeah. That was very Thank interesting. You. So, cool. How about you, sir? What do you, what do you have? My interesting thing this week is, is a movie. Actually, it's two movies that are kind Deadpool? of related on a theme. Is one of them, is one of them Deadpool? No. Okay. <laughs> no, these are older Just movies. Just making sure. <laughs> these have been out for a cub for probably like three or four years. They, they oh, both been out for a few years. Okay, good. Um, it's kind of it's still inspired, similar to my previous uh, one from the last episode, um, "The Way." Mm. This is a this is a brace of movies. Basically, they're both revolve around middle aged guys who like lose their jobs and have to kind of start over. Hmm. 
Uh, the first one, and they're both starring well-known actors. They're just a little more indie than most. Of the first one is Larry Crown, which starred and was directed by Tom Hanks. Oh. It's a very funny movie. Basically, he stars as this guy who's working at the equivalent of like a Walmart. What happens is Walmart lets fires him because he's never been to college. Mm. They think they're helping him because he's never because he's never been to college. He can't advance in the company mm. into management, mm-hmm. and so they could not. So they justify like, well, we can't keep him around. We need to set him free. <laughs> He'd Wait, been through a divorce. You- he was practically broke. You know, it was. I mean, yes. he had some money saved up. And yes. Stuff and- I saw this one. And yes. this actually has Tom Hanks. He's in the yeah, movie. Yeah, he's, he he's the title right? Yeah, he's the yes. star of the yes. show. He starred. Yes. He wrote it. He directed it. He produced it. I love that uh, movie. Him I, and Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts yes. is like the female lead. But he go, what he does, he goes back to community college. And so it's yes. him in a class. And apparently, Tom, it's based on a story of a friend of his who actually went through a very similar right. circumstance. What happens is Larry Count, the character, is divorced Mm-hmm. He still has the house. He bought it from his wife, but he's mm-hmm. way underwater on his house. And mm-hmm. now he's lost his job. And, you know, he's trying to survive on what little savings he has left because of the mm-hmm. divorce and things like that. So mm-hmm. he's struggling. And so he, he kind of finds himself. But it's a, it is a very touching. It's a very funny movie. Um, I really, really enjoy it. It's still one of my favorites. I've watched yeah. it a bunch of yeah. times. Um As this episode goes to air, it's it's going to be coming out on Netflix, I believe, the week following the airing of this, like mid to late March. Yay. Um, and it's on HBO now mm-hmm. as well. HBO go and HBO now for those of you who have a subscription there as you should, because dead game of Thrones is coming. Dead coming game of back. Thrones. What's Set, that? Se- no season six of game of oh. Thrones is coming. Oh, I thought you said dead game. of. I mean, I'm here. No, no. Dead yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know why. So the other movie is called everything must go ah. starring Will Ferrell. Oh, that's and they a good surprisedly, one too. it's it's not the the silly kind of stuff he usually does. Mm-mm. It was a very dramatic turn. It was great, great work by him. I really enjoyed it. He's basically this guy who loses his job. He's an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Um, his wife leaves him. You never see mm-hmm. the wife in the movie, which mm-hmm. is fine. Mm-hmm. But he basically, his wife leaves him, changes the locks, and puts all of his stuff out on the front lawn. Yep. And he basically spends the weekend living on his front lawn. Yeah. Um, his friend, who is a cop, or, or who was his sponsor, is his AA sponsor, buys him some time by getting him a yard sale permit, and it's actually filmed and set in Phoenix, oh. which is also kind of nice. And I actually recognized some of the locations they were shooting in a little bit. Mm. And so it was, yeah, it was kind of nice. It was touching. It gets to the end, and he hasn't really. He's just sort of starting to recover from. All of this stuff. He spends most of the movie really drunk. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there is there is some comedy to it. He befriends like this small child who this kid who whose mom is like is like a hospice care nurse yeah. for somebody in the neighborhood. So the kid just she just leaves the kid to, to his own devices um, kind of thing. But, yeah, it was a really nice, uh, touching movie. I like the end a little bit. It felt like there were some things left unresolved. But both movies have a very similar theme to it with these guys kind of starting over. They meet. They meet women who kind of help them kind of recover their lives a little bit and right. and find a way to step forward. The endings, yeah, like Larry Crown is much more uplifting mm-hmm. than Everything Must Go, mm-hmm. but they both kind of still have that note of you know, yeah, we can survive this stuff and move on. Yeah, and other was yeah. really cool. I thought they were really cool. So that's I decided to put those together in a theme and yeah. present those as the most interesting thing I found this week. Well, very so, good, sir. Yes, yeah, quite, quite, quite. Mm. Quite good. 
Uh, you know, I was thinking about this. Uh, you know, uh, Will Ferrell has done mostly comedy. You know, yes, uh, mostly very, career. very, very slapsticky kind of over yeah, the very top. slapsticky. Uh, there was there was a movie that he did, and I forget the name of it, and I'm so sorry. But it was where he was hearing voices. He had a voice narrating. Stranger than movie. fiction. That yeah, was stranger go. than fiction. That's another one where it was like a slightly darker. Yeah, it's not his usual fare. No, Emma, Emma Thompson no. was the voice of that was the author in question. Right, that he was right. hearing in his head. Yeah. I, yeah, I haven't seen that. I do want. I really want to, but right, I've not yet but, seen that. But yeah, but when I, I saw when I saw this Will Ferrell movie that you're talking about, it reminded me of when uh, you know back in God, what was it 1988 uh, when Michael Keaton. Did his first drama because he because Michael Keaton had done nothing but comedy. Yeah, you know, and then he went all the way up, all the way up until this movie called Clean, Clean and, and Sober. Sober. Yeah, and that's right. And Clean and was, Sober, yeah. when Clean and Sober came out, it shocked me. I mean, I was like, "Wow, Michael Keaton's not funny in this movie." Well, like, that because that came drama. out and that, and that came out after Batman, I believe, as well. Right around the same time, like they they were both released in '88. Yeah, I think, and they were right around that same time, and yeah. obviously Batman blew everything away box yeah. office wise. It was but. very close. Um, in 1988, there were because I'm looking this up, I'm kind of cheating. Uh, the, in 1988, he released uh, "She's Having a Baby." Beetlejuice came out. Oh yeah, and, and then that was, that was 88. Sober. I thought that was 86. 88, 1988. Oh wow, Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Huh. Clean. Oh, right. Batman, Batman was Batman was Batman came out in 89, that's and then right. and then of course then Pacific Heights came out in 1990. So he started yeah. on this the drama track. Well, there's a lot of comedic you know. actors do. Yeah, and that's thing. Like yeah. Michael Keaton when he started was uh, Night Shift. I think was one of his first. It was yeah. like his first big breakout role, and then he had yeah. Mr. Mom yeah. and all of these movies I loved as a kid. Yeah. Uh, I still watch Mr. Mom. It's still hilarious. Oh. I mean, I love that movie. Right. One of my um, favorite movies is I'm I'm looking at this list and I just came across this uh, Johnny Dangerously. Yes. Uh, silly. Oh uh, yeah. Still one silly of my all time favorite movies though. It's silly. A, Such a good yeah. movie when they're break dancing <laughs> in the hallway. To the That's not what I said. No, but I know the grapevine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me catch the bus. You catch the bus. <laughs> We missed the bus. They missed the bus. When's the next bus? I can recite that whole scene from memory. I'm not going to do it now oh because we're, we're running short of time. But that's a good one. Um, that whole the the walk on death row is so. But Magna Carta, Master Charger. You know, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's I I still watch it now. Like I, it's funnier to me now as an adult because yeah. I get all the references. It's like yes. oh yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's still very fun. And then he's had those stints where he's done what most most comic actors did, where they started out in comedy, they kind of moved to drama, and then they yeah. kind of end up in like these family films. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. And now yeah. he's kind of moved into more of the, the like the elder statesman sort of like indie movies. Right. Like he's moved back into drama, but it's a lot more independent stuff, a lot more freedom to kind of do right. like Birdman, you know, things like that, where he's kind of exactly making his comeback a little bit. Uh-huh. And that's fine. Um, I think the family movie phase was not really good for him. <laughs> right. But oh, I think it's something. like I think it's like Cuba Gooding Jr. and his and his years in direct video hell. Yep. But uh, in 2016, here's something very interesting mm-hmm. that I just found out. In 2016, he is going to be playing Ray Kroc. Yes. McDonald's Ray Kroc. They're doing like a uh, biopic about the founding of McDonald's. Yeah. Uh huh. It's in post right now, post production, yeah. and it's called The Founder. Yeah. Yeah. He is going to be playing Ray Kroc. Exciting. Which is funny because he didn't technically found McDonald's. He bought it. Yeah, he bought it. But he found it in, he found it in the sense of what it became. So that, that's fair. 
Yep. He is he's uh, technically the founder of McDonald's Inc., like the giant corporation. Yes. So yeah, McDonald's uh yeah. originally started in LA, right? Um, uh, was that true? Wait, no. I, I know the first Ray Kroc McDonald's was Displays, Illinois. Hello, because I know that. Right. It, uh, right. I don't remember exactly where, where it was. He, he bought it by from the McDonald brothers. Yeah, I believe who were running the original restaurant. Like right. he liked the the concept, and he bought it. Right, and, and he was a milkshake machine salesman or something. At something the time. like that. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. there's a story. It, it's going to be an interesting story. I think it's going to be yeah, really cool. Yeah. But no, uh, be neat. It's. I suspect it's probably much like um, Saving Mr. Banks. It's a, it's probably a somewhat sanitized mm-hmm. view of him because I imagine McDonald's yeah. had to be like, well, okay, yeah. <laughs> so. We'll see. No, it doesn't mean it won't be good. So I, I'll, yeah, it might be worth checking out. So yeah, that'll so be the founder that's next it. year or sometime, sometime in the future. IMDb is never totally exact, but that's okay. Oh, this is from Wikipedia, my man. This was from Wikipedia. Yes, because Wikipedia is so much more accurate. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> so this is uh, chronicling the rise of McDonald's fast food empire. Uh, 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 the founder is set for a November twenty fifth. 2016 release hmm. by the Weinstein Company. Opening streaming on demand at McDonald's.com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be interesting. Uh, yeah, cool. All right. So, uh, so Thanksgiving of 2016, we're gonna yes. see a McDonald's movie. It'll last for a week until Star Wars opens, and then we'll be mm-hmm. completely destroyed at the box office. That's right. <laughs> it's alternative <laughs> fare. It's alternative fare. That's how yeah. I look at it. It's alternative fare. To the Star Wars juggernaut, because Rogue One will be opening that week. Not right around there, I think. Shortly after that, I think. Huh. Like a week or two, maybe, at most. I wonder if they're, uh, they're going to be handing out free burgers at this uh, at this movie. Wouldn't that be funny? Hamburgers or cheeseburgers? Well, not the food. They'll probably coupons to McDonald's or something. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Do you think Mary but, Cheese will be there? Maybe Grimace? I'm not going to speculate. The Hamburglar? Ronald McDonald might show up? Oh, boy. The possibilities are endless. At the premiere. Can you imagine? If, if well, that's if McDonald's is behind this production. Yeah. Like, if, if they're backing it with approval. Because it could be an unauthorized biopic. This is true. So, this we don't true. know, to be fair. So, that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to worry Rubble. about it. Okay. Rubble, so, Rubble. yeah. So, we have uh, Everything Must Go and Larry Crown mm-hmm. from myself as a pair of movies. And then mm-hmm. the Eternal 5D Drive from yeah. the University of Southampton. Yes, hello. Uh, from Mr. Selke. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think we've wasted enough of everybody's time tonight. I think so, too. But it's been uh, fun. Yes. It? I almost went off on a mini rat hole there for a minute. Okay. No, thank you all for listening to mm-hmm. yet another episode of The Brian Trust as we reach mm-hmm. our conclusion of yes. the episode, not the show. Sad but true. Um, you can uh, get the podcast. If you're listening to this for the first time, you can get the podcast at our website at briantrustpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. You can also subscribe to the feed in iTunes. Mm-hmm. If you do that, we'd love it if you would rate and or review the show. Mm-hmm. And be kind, um, please. Be kind, but be generous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be kind, yes. but be yeah, be fair. Be fair. But be kind. That's what be I nice. usually say. Yeah. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us on the show, you can get in touch with us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the Brian Trust. Yay. You can also reach us on Twitter at shocker the Brian Trust. What? Uh, How did that yeah, work out? I know. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Individually, we are also both of us on Twitter. I am at Actor Geek. Mm-hmm. And I am at B Selkie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mr. Selkie Smooth. 
Hello. So you can reach us on Twitter. We'd love to get your feedback by all means. Uh, mm-hmm. If you if you have an idea for someone named Brian you'd like us to interview, or if you yourself are named Brian and want to come on our show, mm-hmm. get in touch with us by all means. We'd love to talk to anybody and everybody named Brian from all walks of life. Mm-hmm. This is how we learn about this great wide world of ours. And isn't that really the point of this podcast? I think so. Was it? I don't even remember what. By the way. I don't even remember what my original point of this podcast was. But we gotta work. But on it this. works. It's a good substitute. So if, if that wasn't my intention, that's it's certainly an acceptable substitute. So thank you all very much for listening, and until next time. I uh, I've really got to come up with a good closing line. Excelsior! Excelsior!